Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Life is Complicated, We Can Help. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ. Hey, New Point, I want to welcome each and every one of you. If you're joining us at any of our locations or online, I want to welcome you, and I want to tell you that I am so thankful for each and every one of you who are serving at our physical locations. I'm telling you, you've stepped up to the plate, you've volunteered. Many of you are volunteering in areas that you've never volunteered before. And I just want you to know that you're making a difference. I'm grateful and God notices and he's grateful as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you so much and God does too. Now, one of the things that I like to do is I like to talk leadership. I like to talk business. I like to talk organizational structures and all of that. I mean, I've got book after book after book after book, and I love to get engaged in conversations about that. And one of the things that that always pops up in conversations is this. What causes a business to grow? Because every business wants to grow. What causes a, a business to go from ordinary to extraordinary? Or maybe as Jim Collins would say, what, what causes a, a company to go from good to great? Well, basically, you have to answer two questions, all right? And I want to share them with you today. First of all, what do we want to be known for? And then, what are we known for? Wow. What do we want to be known for? Basically, the CEO or the board or the organization gets to decide this, all right? It's the vision. It's the big idea. It's their niche. It's where they want to be able to, to have a foothold in the marketplace. And so the first question is one that the organization answers, and it lies in the purpose, the vision, the why. But then we have the second question, and that is, what are we known for? That is answered by the customer and their experience of your vision, of your purpose, of your why, and their reflection of whether or not they're experiencing what you say you're really for. And so the first question is, what do we want to be known for? The second question is, what are we known for? And if you're going to be an extraordinary organization or company, then what happens is you can't have a very big gap. Now, what happens is these are the two questions that is the secret sauce to growth. You want to be clear on what you want to be known for, but you also have to be able to make sure that what you are known for is what you want to be known for, all right? Because if that's the case, then your customer base becomes your sales people. They talk, and they talk in a positive way. Hey, you know what? I I had this experience. I bought this product. It changed my life. And they become a source of positive influence because you know and I know that there's nothing greater than word-of-mouth advertising. That's the greatest marketing strategy on planet Earth. Now, If you're not a Christ follower today, 
and maybe you're here investigating, maybe a friend invited you, we're going to give you kind of a backstage pass because we're going to talk about the church and we're going to answer these questions. What do we want to be known for and what are we known for? And so we're glad that you're here. But for us to be able to do this, we, we have to go back to our founder because the founder is the one who gets to declare what do we want to be known for. And, and, and he's the head of the church. And here's what he stated a little over 2,000 years ago. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. And so he answers some questions here. He says, it's my church, Jesus speaking. This is my church and I will build it. And so if it's his church and he's going to build it, then he gets to decide what we're going to be known for, okay? And Jesus being the great leader that he is, he has absolute clarity on this, okay? Absolute clarity on this. And Jesus answers this when he's talking to a group of people and John records it. Here's what he says. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone, okay, everyone out there will know that you are my disciples, that you are my followers, if you love one another. And so what is he saying here? He is saying, I want my church to be known for its love. And he's saying here, if you will love people the way in which you've experienced my love, then guess what? You'll be known as a part of my church. You'll be known for the right reason. And so what do we want to be known for here at New Point? Love. Love. God's love. Question is, what are we known for? That's the sobering question. Is there a gap? Or is the gap small? Or are we hitting the mark? You see, we have to ask that question. We want to be known as a loving church. We want to be known as the hope of the world, living and teaching the truth of Jesus Christ. And so Jesus sets the vision. He sets the mission. He sets the course. And then he comes back, and here's what he says. In the same way that you gave me a mission in the world, he's talking to his father. You remember John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, okay? He says, the same way, Father, that you have given me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in the world. And so now that he has declared what he wants his church to be known for, he says, now I'm sending you out. And so we have to realize that God is at work in the world and he wants you and I to join him. And the assignment is that we fulfill the mission that he came to fulfill. Now, what we have to understand is you have two things. You have a ministry and you have a mission. You have a ministry in what you and I would know as the church, but we have a mission in the world. And so your life mission is both shared and specific. And so it's the responsibility of every one of us, okay? Every one of us. If you name the name of Christ, then you are responsible to fulfill this mission. Now, the word mission comes from the Latin word sending. And so he's sending you and I into the world as his father sent him. And so Jesus is saying, now that you know what we're to be known for, 
I'm sending you into the world to ensure that it happens. You see, Jesus clearly understood his mission. Matter of fact, Scripture would record that at the age of 12, somebody was asking him a question. He said, hey, you know what? I'm about my father's business. And then 21 years later, as he was dying on the cross, he said, it is finished. You see, it's like bookends. These two statements, a well-lived life, okay? He completed the mission the father gave him. The mission that Jesus had here was to represent God's love to a broken, hurting world. And now we are called to do that as the body of Christ, as his church. See, Paul understood this. The Apostle Paul, this is why he wrote this. The most important thing is that I complete my mission. My mission, the work that the Lord Jesus gave me to tell people the good news about God's grace, that God's not mad at him, that God is madly in love with you. That's the mission. And so how do we do that? How do we fulfill the mission that Jesus has called you and I to? so that we can be known for love. Well, let me give you some ways, okay? Well, we reveal God's love through showing, through showing. You say, what do you mean showing? Showing who God is. You see, Jesus was sent into the world to show people who God was like. Look at what John records. Jesus is in a conversation, and he's in a conversation with a young man named Philip, and Philip said, I want to see what the Father looks like. I want to see what God looks like. And Jesus said this, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So, so, so listen to me. Part of our mission in the world is showing people what God is like. Y'all okay on that one? Showing our kids what God is like, that he's forgiving, that he's patient, that he's kind, that he's understanding. And so when you and I, go into the world. We should show people what God is like. And when they rub shoulders up against you and me, they, they should say something like this. That must be what God is like. You all okay? So we're to show the world what God is like. It's called godliness. Here's the second thing, and that is serving. We reveal God's love not only through showing, but serving. Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but I came to what? To serve. And, and, and so we're called to serve people. Jesus said, the greatest will be the server. Martin Luther King said, everybody can be great because everybody can serve. And the way in which we fulfill his mission is by showing people who God is and by serving other people. And then the third way is by sharing. We reveal God's love through sharing, okay? You see, what Christ did in the physical realm, we're called to do as well as the church. And what did Jesus do, okay? He came to minister to people, to share hope, to share life, to share forgiveness. And he calls us not only to come to him, but also to go to him. You see, your mission, my mission is so important that God, through his scripture, okay, mentions it five times in five different places of the Bible. And here it is. I want to give it to you the way that Matthew recorded it. All power 
in heaven and on earth is given to me. Jesus is speaking. So go and make disciples and followers of all people in the world. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Wow. He goes on to say, teach them to obey everything I have taught you, and I will be with you always, even until the end of this age. Wow. You see, that was not given to a group of clergy or pastors or rabbis. You know who it was given to? Marketplace leaders, fishermen, doctors, lawyers, accountants. And so what happens is this mission of being sent into the world is not for the professional clergy. It's your mission if you know Jesus Christ, if you claim to be a follower. It's mandatory. It's not optional. If you are a Christ follower, you have to embrace this. This is what we're called to do. This is what we want to be known for, to be able to to, to show what God is like and to be able to serve other people and to share his love with people. You see, here's what Jesus says. Anyone who lets himself be distracted from the work I planned for him is not fit for the kingdom of God. You see, there's a lot of things in this world that can distract you. A career, okay? A hobby, many things. And there's nothing wrong with those things in and of themselves. But you and I are called to be a representative of Jesus Christ. We're called to pray for people. We're called to pray for the sick. We're called to encourage the timid. We're we're, we're called to do all of this and more. What Jesus did here on earth, you and I are called to do as well because we're the hope of the world. Maybe you've been unaware of that. But the fact of the matter is, God's going to hold you and I accountable. We're responsible now that we know. Ezekiel says it like this, you must warn them so they may, what, live. If you don't speak out to warn the wicked to stop their evil ways, they will die in their sin. Now listen to this, okay? This is how serious he is about his mission but I will hold you responsible for their death. Wow. Wow. That is profound responsibility. Unbelievable. It's sobering. Y'all okay? The people that you work with, the people that, that you live in the neighborhood with, the kids that your kids play with and their parents, the people that, that you do life with, You see, this is what we're called to, and it's not a suggestion. It's a command, and it's a great, great responsibility, and yet it's also a great privilege that you and I have to be able to share the love of God with people and let them know, hey, you know what? God's not mad at you. He loves you. See, Paul embraced this, and Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 5.18, God has given us the privilege of urging everyone to come into his favor and to be reconciled to him. And so what happens is you and I get the honor of introducing people to God. Think of that. It's a great responsibility. See, we get to work with God, but we get to represent God. We get to partner with God. Paul would say it like this, that we are co-workers with him. 
in his church. You see, listen, if your neighbor was terminally ill and you had the cure, it would be criminal for you to keep it to yourself when you knew that if if you would just share it with them, it would cure their cancer or their sickness. You see, it would be horrible for you and I to keep that. And it's even worse when we're talking about the spiritual because their spirit is going to live forever. And for you and I not to share that they can have a personal relationship with the creator and know him as father and experience his forgiveness and his peace and his purpose. Listen, listen, my friend, we have the greatest news on earth and sharing it is the greatest privilege that we could have. It's kindness to be able to do that. You see, our problem is some of us have been saved too long. We forget what it's like to live without purpose and peace and knowing that your sins are forgiven and that you're right with God. And so we're called to to share. And then we're called to sacrifice. Sacrifice. Yep, sacrifice. You know, That's what Jesus did. Listen, Jesus left heaven to come to a cesspool called earth. And he sacrificed. And he says, I'm sending you now to represent me and to sacrifice. Matthew records it in this way. Jesus said, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom. What does God's love look like? This. This. Sacrifice. You see, today, our culture misunderstands love. We have a tendency to think that it's a feeling, that it's an emotion, or that it's being tolerant of someone, or even accepting of someone. But really, love is a willingness to lay down your life. Lay aside your rights, your privileges, all of that. You see, what we say here at New Point is this. We give up things that we love for things that we love more. And there's nothing that we love more than people. And we must remember that everybody needs Jesus Christ. Everybody spends forever somewhere. No matter how successful, no matter how well-known they are, without Christ, they are hopelessly lost forever, an eternal separation from God. You see, the Bible says that Jesus is the only way to the Father, the only way. And so your mission, my mission, our mission has eternal significance. It will impact the eternal destiny of all people. So it's more important than any job, any achievement, or any goal that you can reach or experience here on earth. And the consequences of your mission, my mission, our mission, will last forever. Listen, nothing else that you will do, nothing else will matter as much as helping people understand who God is and that he loves them and that he has a plan and a purpose for their life. And it's urgent. It's urgent. Look at what John records. Jesus is talking. All of us must quickly carry out the task the mission assigned us by the one who sent me, his father. 
because there is little time left before the night falls and all work comes to an end. Two of my friends have just told me about two people that they know that they were supposed to meet with and they never got the chance to meet with them. Both of them died suddenly, instantly like that. You see, listen, your family, your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, mine as well, we don't have the assurance of tomorrow. And so we have to be about this. And so the best use of your time is being able to fulfill the mission. And your mission gives meaning to your life. I love what William James has to say. The best use of life is to spend it for something that outlasts you. The truth is the only thing that's going to outlast everything is the kingdom of God. Everything else will vanish. Everything else will be done away with. And so why would you and I give our life to anything else other than that which is going to last forever? That's why Paul said it like this, and I shared this with you. My life is worth nothing unless I use it for doing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about God's wonderful kindness and what? Love. So let me ask you a question. What do you want to be known for? What do you want to be known for? Here at New Point, okay, we, we want to be known for loving people, helping people experience the love of God. Matter of fact, even more specific, we want to inspire people to realize and reach their full potential in Jesus Christ, to really live life and to live life to the fullest. And that is experiencing God's love. Paul said it like this, I pray that you will be able to grasp the height, the depth, the width, and the length of God's love because it sets you free. It makes you full, it fulfills you, it completes you. And so what does that look like? What does that mean in every environment, in our kids, in our students, in the big room? We want people to know and to be known by Jesus. What does it look like? How do you and I get involved? Well, Jesus said it like this. Jesus said, we are intimately linked in this harvest work or this mission. Anyone who accepts what you do accepts me. The one who sent you, the one who sent you. Anyone who accepts what I do accepts my father who sent me. And so here's what we need to understand. When we're sent into the world and people accept you and me, they're going to want to accept Jesus because we're showing him or showing her or showing them what he's like. We're serving them. Okay, we're sharing with them. We're sacrificing with them. And so my heart, our heart here at New Point is that every man and every woman would embrace this mission. That, that, that we would allow God to transform us and then send us into our broken world and that we become the hope of the world, living and teaching the truth of Jesus Christ. Now, what does that look like in a practical way? Let me give you some thoughts here, okay? New point is for the one, the one person, okay? The one person. Jesus left the 99, and he went for the one. What does that mean? Well, it means this, people. We're interested in individual people. Our goal is not to be a big church. Our goal is to reach people with the love of God. You know, one of the things that, that has been said about New Point, and they didn't mean it as a compliment, but it's my favorite saying, and that is this, New Point will take anybody. 
And to me, that's, that's being the church. That's showing the love of God. You see, we're, we're not looking for everybody to be perfect or everybody to clean up their act. What happens is we don't, we don't want to force anything on anyone. Jesus is too good for that to happen. We just want you to know that he's for you. And our mission is for people. It's not for brick and mortar, but it's for people. And that's why we have multi-site, because we believe that everybody spends forever somewhere. And we're committed to reaching as many people as we possibly can. But we're committed also to reach individuals, individual people. We know that there's moms out there, there's dads out there, there's men out there, there's women out there, there's children out there, there's sons, there's daughters. We know that there's individual. And whether we have a thousand people in a room or whether we have one in the room, listen, everybody is important. Everybody's important. And so we are after, we are after the one. We're after people. We're after individuals. And I want you to embrace that mission as well. But we're also for the world, for the world, not just for the one, not just for people, not just for individuals, but for the world, for God so loved the world. And so what does that mean for you and I here at New Point? We're for our communities. We're for our communities. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's why we partner with other ministries in our communities, in, in Tuscarawas County, in Holmes County, in Wayne County, in Stark County in Coshocton County, in Guernsey County. We, we are for the world. We're for our cities. We're for our counties. And that's why we partner with ministries because there's people out there who are doing things better than what we're doing. We don't want to invent the world or, or invent the, the, the wheel. We want to come alongside people and say, hey, we can help you. We can help you. We want to help you. We want to serve you. We want to have an impact at every location throughout all the counties. And so we have the world, we have the communities, and then we have the ends of the earth. Wow. Jesus said, go into all the world and I will be with you even to the ends of the earth. So guess what? It's not just those counties. It's not just Eastern Ohio. It's not just Ohio. L listen to me. He's sending you and I into the world into the 1040 window where people have never heard about the love of God. To the Muslim, to the Hindu, we want to partner with everyone that we possibly can who knows Jesus Christ and who wants to be known for his love. So Impact Middle East, guess what? We're with them and they're seeing incredible movements of God People in villages in Egypt and in Iraq and Jordan are seeing visions, this is true, of Jesus. Because you see, he doesn't want any to be lost. And, and, and they're seeing hundreds and hundreds of people wanting to find life and to know God's love. And then finally, eternity. Eternity. Wow. Eternity. We want to be known for eternity, that it doesn't end here, that what you and I do, what you and I share, what you and I give, what you and I sacrifice does not end here. Listen to me, it will echo throughout eternity. 
because we believe that everybody spends forever somewhere. Our mission is not something that's going to end here on planet Earth. It is eternal. It's the most important thing there is. And without an eternal perspective, everything might as well be dust in the wind. And so our love comes from the mentality of eternity. Do you love enough to want to change someone's eternity? Do you love people enough that you want them to spend forever with Jesus Christ? So let me close with this. What do you want to be known for? Your skill, your hobbies, your job, your fashion, your business. What do you want to be known for? Because you're going to be known for something. At your funeral, they're going to say, he was known as a great golfer. He was known as a great coach. He was known, she was known. The question is, does your legacy end with your life? Or will it be known for all of eternity? So here at New Point, we want to be known for loving the one, the world, and eternity. It's what we want to be known for. The question is, what are we known for? I believe that we can close that gap. And I believe that God wants to do some amazing things. That's why I believe that our best days are ahead of us. And yet the responsibility falls on every single person who calls himself a Christ follower. You see, listen, if you're looking for a church just to come and have a good service, New Point's not for you. New Point's not for you. You see, we're on mission. We're on mission, the mission that we have received from the founder of the church, and that is to let people know of God's love that can transform their life. We want people to know that there's hope, even in the midst of the broken world that we live in. So I invite you, listen to me, I invite you to be on mission. Our goal is not to fill up buildings. Our goal is to share the love of God. There's not a more exciting, thrilling, worthy cause than that. What are we going to be known for? What have you going to be known for? I want it to be that I love people. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you today for who you are. We thank you for your great love. We thank you for the people that have gone before us that embraced this mission. And they were known for love. And because of their love, it impacted us in such a way that we wanted to know more about you. And then we received you, and you have transformed our life. And now, God, you send us out to be able to be carriers of your love. If there's one thing that is going to be known at New Point, may it not be that we're a multi-site church. May it not be that we have great music. May it not be that, that, that we have unbelievable facilities. May it be, man, those people love people. 
And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media, download our app, subscribe to our weekly podcasts through the App Store or Google Play, or catch us on Roku or Apple TV. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.